Uh, let me tell you about American financing. Um, American financing, I'm begging you, especially if you watched last night's television program, you will know exactly how um, exactly how hard it's going to be for you to get a loan. It's going to be very difficult in the coming months. Uh, please, please do yourself a favor. Take advantage of these low rates right now. Take advantage of... Uh, the moment that the banks are not uh, fully implementing the Great Reset yet and get yourself a loan to save yourself thousands of dollars. Refi your loan, uh, roll in uh, all of your credit cards into it without resetting it, getting a lower rate, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Do it now. For the audience, uh, Glenn's going to talk about Joe Biden's gun speech coming up next. Oh my gosh, it was so agonizing yesterday. Thank goodness I'm out of pain because of Relief Factor. Now it will not... Stop the inflammation of my brain as it's about to explode. Behind the barn, you know, uh, nuclear weapons. No weapons. You need more, no more, more, no more. Oh, my gosh. It will, however, relief act, relieve the pain that you have uh, that is coming from inflammation inside of your body. That's where most of our problems come from, is inflammation. Certainly most of our pain. That's why Relief Factor has a three-week quick start for $19.99. You take it for three weeks. Take it as directed, morning, noon, and at night, and see if it makes a difference. If it makes a difference in you um, at all in the first three weeks, you're probably part of the 70% that will uh, continue to take it and order more because it does relieve pain. It has for me. Try it for three weeks. It's changed my life. It could change yours as well. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Not anything like what I just said. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. I don't want to talk about the most dangerous republic ever, January uh, 6th, and, uh, and uh, you need nuclear weapons, um, and I've got uh, people at the AFT working on... Uh, 
That's almost what that speech was yesterday. Uh, Stu pointed out a really good point. He didn't even move. Didn't move. Yeah. Glenn, if you go back and you watch the speech on your TV or something, put your hand over his mouth and chin, and there is absolutely no motion other than occasional blinking. Every there's no facial expressions. He doesn't move. He doesn't sway. He looks like a. It's it's a strange way to deliver a speech. I'll tell you that. I'm, let me tell you, I'm gonna take my kids now, and we're gonna watch that on the record player. That's what I don't have time to read to my kids. I put a a phonograph in their room, and uh, we watch that. Uh, okay, he couldn't even pronounce cognitive yesterday. But here's what I really enjoyed. Um, and is, is Sarah, do we have the White House spokesperson waiting? Yeah, let me just play what he said uh, about uh, your right to bear arms. Listen to this. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the... The blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Right, that's why uh, that's why we don't own nukes. That's why we don't have tanks. Uh, not modern sporting rifles, Joe. Not modern sp- uh, uh, sporting rifles. And by the way, um, just so you know, the Second Amendment was not made for a, uh, a you know an outdoorsman sporting guy. There was no sport of shooting really back then. They had to shoot things to eat. But they also had to shoot things that were uh, tyrants. They had to shoot at armies that were tyrants. And by the way, that's the same kind of nonsense that the King of England said to George Washington and everybody. You're going to have to have ships. and Except he said it like this. Well, you're going to have to have ships and things while we have tea over here. You're not going to be able to Uh, tell that to the uh, Taliban that is currently retaking Afghanistan. Tell that to the Taliban, because I don't think they have F-15s. I don't think they have F-22s. Uh, they're lucky to have a 22. You know what I'm saying? Not an F, just a 22. Um, but, Mr. President, please, hands up. Don't nuke. Please, hands up. Don't nuke. Yesterday was a very important day, because, as he said... There are radicals out there that want to destroy the government. No, no, no. First of all, I'm not a radical. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm an American, a proud American that recognizes the dark sides of our history and the good sides of our history. I believe in the American people. I believe that all of us, all of us, no matter your skin color, you, how you were born, where you were born, to whom you were born, makes no difference, no difference 
Each of us are created as individuals, and none of us have to pay for the sins of our father. We have to pay for the sins, our own sins, and believe me, brother, that's enough. If that makes me a radical, then fine, you can label me as one, but that's not who I am. And I don't want to overthrow the government. I want an end to the march towards tyranny. So January 6th was the most dangerous day. What is? Oh, hang on just a second. We have the uh, spokesperson on now from uh, the White House, from Joe Biden's White House. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Oh, this is... uh, My name is Wilfred. I'm uh, calling from Sun City, Florida. Right. And what what is your position again with the White House? I am the director of youth outreach. Okay. Okay. Yes, for obvious reasons. Right. Sure. So, well, you are youthful uh, in that White House. I'm I'm Generation Uh, C. Generation C. Yes. Huh. Okay. So, uh, so uh, Wilfred. Slightly may call you Generation that, X. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, Wilfred, the the speech yesterday. First of all, the president was barely. I mean, he couldn't say the word cognitive. Well, cognitive, of course, has several syllables and is very difficult. Uh, to, to to say, okay. especially so when he, you're in the middle so also, of a, a swallow of Ovaltine. Right. So, he, but he also kept calling the ATF the AFT. Yes, uh, the the AFT, of course. Um, he also later would call it the TAF, and my favorite, the FAT. Right. Uh, that's what I think he should right. call it all the time. Uh, the, <laughs> that's what he should call. Okay. The, the all FAT. Right. But um, I, I think you you're highlighting unimportant. Uh, you're quibbling here with a very important and passionate speech by our president. Mm, I don't know how passionate it was, but... Yes, well, he talked about uh, the the right to bear arms and the Second Amendment, and I was there when they they were talking and discussing that amendment initially. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, yes, I remember. I, you know, I remember looking up to see Joe Biden, thinking, "Here's a man in his sixties, who's who's right. there arguing about this Second Amendment, and maybe right. we'll get into uh-huh. the Bill of Rights. We'll see." But right, <laughs> when we Our- were talking about that, and we didn't have the modern machinery that you have today. We didn't have right. we didn't have computer machines. We didn't have uh, 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 electronic mail. We didn't have right. the wheel or fire. Right. We didn't have right. all of these new right. fangled machines. When you and yeah, when you and Joe were young, right, and that's why the Second right. Amendment may have made sense long ago, but now. There are many reasons you should not have. You can't fight your government today with a musket. And well, let me, let me, let me ask you this, Wilfred. Because yesterday, yesterday was a big day. The president came out and was talking about, you know, you can't have, you can't beat the United States. Are you there? Hello. 
Hello. Hello, are you there? Hello? Other side of the phone. Other side of the phone. I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Yes, thank you. I'm listening, of uh, you, Of course you are. Um, yesterday, he talked about how what you need to fight. What you need. What are you doing? What are you? Are you dragging it across the floor? Hello? Anyway, uh, yesterday he said that you're going to need nukes to fight the government. And yet, at the same time, he's been saying that the January 6th thing was the biggest assault in American history on our government. How can the grandmother who was convicted yesterday uh, for the for the capital insurgency, how how is that the biggest threat if you can never beat the government uh, without nuclear weapons? Yes, I've knocked over a candle, but let me answer that quickly. Uh, it, okay. Grandmothers are incredibly dangerous. The youth of today, as I've been saying, is very dangerous, and that includes grandmothers. You, you need okay, someone so wait a minute, with wait some maturity, like a great, 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 great grandmother to understand okay, this, the complexities of today's world. She, this, this, this grandmother is from Indiana. Listen, listen. One of these hooligans listen, you see down listen. at the town square doing the Charleston. She, and it's totally she, inappropriate. You see all sorts of ankles. Uh, when they're doing it, and it, it is a right. Okay, all right. Hang on, I, just a, Wilfred. Hold on, just a second, please. Uh, okay. This grandmother from Indiana. The candle is lit. The she now. I want to point that out. She. I don't, oh, that's okay. We'll okay. keep it short. Uh, she pleaded guilty oh, no. to a single misdemeanor, uh, one count of parading, which I don't even know what that is. Oh, parading is disgusting. You do not want to see parading in action, especially with. These kids today. I will say this. Uh, your name is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Glenn. 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 Yes. Yes. Hi. You were. Yes. yes. Glenn. This is Wilfred. Yes, I know oh. Wilfred. I know. I know. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, so January we sixth. Talking about the grandma. Was the most dangerous yes. day in the history of our nation. Uh, right. Almost all, all of our representatives were on the verge. Uh, who knows what could have happened? And and you right. say that grandmothers are not dangerous. Did you know, and we have this from the Biden administration now, that 85% of our nuclear weapons are shaped like muffins. 85%. No, I, blueberry muffin. No, you're eating a blueberry muffin right so, now. I want you to think it could be a nuclear weapon. Now, my entire home is on fire. May I please leave? Okay. I, All right, thank you. Thank you very much, Wilfred. I don't think we got anywhere on this, but thank you. Uh, let me tell you about... How do you bounce a phone? Patriot Mobile. What's your emergency? I mean, no, hello. you're supposed to call 911. You hang up yes, and call 911 if you need help. Thank you. Uh, uh, I yes, dropped, I will I send. Minute, I was in the middle right. of an interview, we'll, and I dropped. Right, the we'll send somebody. My, right, my we'll cat, send somebody to that. Just hang up the, the phone. <laughs> right, okay. Twiddle Just hang dead. up the phone, sir. Send, Thank you. Send let me. Help. Let me. We will. Um, 
Patriot Mobile. If if you uh, have trouble with your phone, you might want to try a cell phone. Uh, it's a new kind of. Do- well, we'll talk about that later. Many wireless companies are supporting left leaning causes, the things that threaten our freedoms and our beliefs. Right now, right now, I want you to call Patriot Mobile. They can help you save money. They have some offers to choose from right now. You can get 50% off your first two months. You can get $100 off the phone. You choose. They, uh, they both come with premier activation, so it's easy to, to switch. They have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same cell towers as the major providers do. So you're getting great service, a lot less money, and the number one rated cell phone customer service is belongs to Patriot Mobile. I want you right now to switch. We have to get away from these companies that are working against us. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian veteran-started uh, mobile phone service in the country. They are conservative, and they back conservative causes. Let's start working together, please. Switch to Patriot Mobile today, a company you can trust to support your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. <sighs> Ten seconds, station ID. So the first person charged uh, in the uh, January 6th riot, the first person charged is Anna Morgan Lloyd. She's 49 years old. She lives in Bloomfield, Indiana. Long, long record of violence or none. Um, The Department of Justice has put her in jail. Now she went to court and uh, the the hard-ass hanging judge, District Judge Royce Lamberth, uh, agreed to agreed to three years probation, forty hours of community service, and a five hundred dollar fine. Now that doesn't sound like something you give to somebody who has tried to overthrow the United States government. Well, let me be clear on that. Um, you don't charge people who are actually trying to overthrow the United States government. Why do that? I mean. You, you promote them. You get, the, you get them on TV and you say, oh, they're nothing. Antifa, they're nothing. So this is a pretty stiff fine for this government on people who are trying to overthrow the government. Um, now, she was in the Capitol building uh, and she was apparently parading. Can you can you um, can you look that crime up, Stu? I'm not I'm not exact. Is that throwing a parade or being in a parade or declaring yourself a parade without a permit i don't i don't know exactly what parading is um but uh that's what she was charged with not insurgency uh not threatening people but parading so that kind of Mm, parading i'm looking at kind of goes against the most dangerous day it is under um you got it? let's see it, it does, does uh-huh. seem to be they 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 uh pair it with uh, they pair the parading crime with picketing yeah picketing or picketing. parading mm-hmm. picketing or parading so picketing that would be like 
mm, demanding, you know, your your government address something, uh, you know, uh, uh, demanding answers from your government, which I think is in the Constitution someplace, probably in the First Amendment. But she so she was picketing or parading. That's dangerous. Yeah. Why? It, why? If this is the most dangerous thing that has ever happened, why would you give this grandmother and put her as the first one? I mean, you'd go for bin Laden. <laughs> then you go for the underlings. So here, uh, here, I don't know how far you had to go under bin Laden before you got to a, a grandmother of five um, who <laughs> who doesn't believe in blowing herself up and doesn't believe in dying for the. You know, dying for the co- she was parading. I don't know how far down the Bin Laden scheme you have to get <laughs> to parading. Oh, those, some of those terrorists paraded all over the place right before they set themselves, uh, uh, you know, ablaze or oh, I know. Uh, with an I explosive know. device. I know. Um, whoever, with the intent yeah. of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in this discharge of his duty pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States uh, or uh, and then they go into other examples of it but basically get the idea uh, if you if you're it's funny because things like when the left uh, occupied this the capital in Wisconsin I don't remember hearing much about this about parading right. uh, you know or when uh, when Antifa was occupying police departments and trying to burn them down in in uh, portland which they probably did i never heard about parading we shouldn't say they did in the as if it was past tense they've been doing it almost every night for a year yeah yeah so uh, i never heard anything about that by the way uh, black americans are buying guns in record numbers uh in fact 58 percent of all firearm purchases were conducted by African Americans, the largest increase of any demographic group. Uh, it's now being said that um, black Americans are buying guns to protect themselves from white supremacy, which is weird, which is weird because that's not who's shooting black people. Uh, I think they're afraid that there's a lack of police and law and order in their neighborhoods. <laughs> but what do I know? program. This is this is insane. We have gone truly insane. Let me tell you about LifeLock. I mean, do you think the government's protecting you and your information? Do you do you think? Do you, I mean, they're not even protecting our largest companies that are part of our infrastructure. They're not. Oh, you know, man, pay the ransom. Man. That's what I'm giving money. Really? You need somebody on your side because there's nobody that can stop all cybercrime. But LifeLock is the best there is in the business, and you need them to be watching because you can't watch everything. LifeLock. I want you to call LifeLock now because identity theft and cybercrime, it will affect your life. So call LifeLock now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. B-E-C-K for 25% off now. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn on the interwebs and then put the word Glenn in the promo thing for your subscription.
I want you to, I, I need you to start understanding that what is happening now is not isolated, it is a continuation and the fruition of everything that we talked about when I was at Fox. Everything that I've been talking about for the last 15 years is now happening. It's all in play. Let me just remind you what Michelle Obama said on the campaign trail <laughs> The day before she was pulled from the campaign trail because she was being honest. Listen to what she said. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. That's where we are right now. We're doing all of those things right now. And when he was elected, I was one of them that said, uh, wait, fundamental transformation into what? After after uh, Barack Obama said this. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. This was a long-term plan. It was not about the Obama administration. It was about the radicals that had planned this for a long, long time. Now, you think that Barack Obama is done this is just his third term, and don't take my word for it. Listen to what he said a couple of weeks ago. What we're seeing now, as Joe Biden and the administration are essentially finishing the job, and I think it'll be an interesting test. You know, 90% of the folks who were there were there in my administration. They are continuing and building on the policies we talked about, whether it's Affordable Care Act or our climate change agenda and, and the Paris Peace Accords and figuring out how, how do we improve the ladders to mobility through okay, things like community stop. colleges. This, so what he's saying here is he's Joe Biden is just finishing the job. 80% of the people in the White House were the people with me in the White House, and we're just going to finish it. And he mentions climate change and the Paris Accords. The those were about banking. Those things are about banking. The, the Paris Accords are. And you're seeing it now and you're seeing the radicals. And last night I did a special on the ranchers and the beef. You are not going to eat beef in the future. I 100% guarantee it. We will not be raising cattle except for the uber rich. They will have their steak, but you will not. One of the people that is now being uh, uh, nominated to run the BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management, this is the, the government owns millions of acres of this country. And in the center of the country, you will have cattle that are on government-owned land because the ranchers don't have enough grass themselves. I, my, my own ranch is surrounded by BLM land. I don't graze my cattle on it. I actually go and try to kill some of the weeds on BLM land because they don't care. And it will destroy my ranch if they don't take care of it. They won't. So I do. Um, it's an out-of-control agency that shouldn't exist in the first place. And now the nominee is a nominee that argued for population control in their thesis, their graduate thesis, and also a a one to two child policy like the Maoists in China, and she wants no public land being used for cattle grazing, which again will cripple our food supply. 
Somebody who knows a lot about this and has been on it from the beginning is Thomas Massey. He joins us now from Kentucky um, because there are some things that are pushing back on what we talked about last night. One of them is the Prime Act that you've been uh, pushing for a while. Thomas, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, I was up till 5 a.m. in the Judiciary Committee last night, but glad to be on your show today. Glenn, you you paint a pretty grim picture, but I want to tell you it's even more grim than what you've just described. Um, after there are four, most Americans don't know this, but they're seeing the price of meat go up in the supermarket, and occasionally they go and see shortages. And we saw massive shortages during COVID, and we've seen farmers who've had to euthanize, destroy their animals, and in some cases with hogs, chip them up in wood chippers. Okay. Yes. We can get into why you can't. There's no nursing homes for, you know, animals that go into the food supply. You, so, Thomas, we have a we have a problem right now. I am a rancher. I'm on my ranch up in Idaho where we're having a drought. There's no food because we can't grow anything. We haven't had rain in about a year. And the cattle and the horses here are beginning to show their ribs. They yeah. are they are there's no food for them. And these farmers cannot afford food because there's a shortage of it and so and we are going to be killing cattle in yeah. mass soon and normally what you would do is you would turn them into food for people when you got in that situation yes. but here's the problem right four four companies control 85 percent of the meat that's processed in the united states one of those companies is completely owned by the chinese another one of those companies is completely owned by brazilians and the others are like multinational you know public companies yes uh, correct and they love the regulations that right now exist at the usda because what they've done is they've they've been able to either buy up all of their smaller competitors who got anywhere close yep. to competing with them or put out of business the tiny guys, the mom and pop shops that have been sort of the basis uh, for the local food movements across the country for uh, hundreds of years, they've, they've put them out of business. And so what we need to do is we need to empower these small processors because what's happening, Glenn, yes. and, is people at the supermarket, they're probably paying about twice, maybe 50% more than they should have to pay for the meat. And the farmers are getting hosed because that oligopoly that exists in the middle that controls the movement of food from farmers to the fork, those people are just extracting extreme profits right now. In a competitive environment, that's fine, right? And I'm not a trust oh, yeah. buster oh, myself. Yeah. I'm not saying the government needs to go in there and break these guys up. I'm saying the regulations we have right now, the big guys love it because it, at the end of the day, it's not enhancing food safety, and it's because it's putting the small guys out who are inherently Correct. safer and more accountable to the well, customer. I talked to Governor Christy Nome last night on my TV program about this. I know they are uh, moving uh, to reinforce their small meat processors, uh, and so is um, Wyoming. Yesterday, the uh, uh, governor, Governor Gordon in Wyoming, he issued a new um, uh, meat processing grant. If you want to start a meat processing uh, company, you get a grant from the state to do it. This is a national security issue. It is. And I raise cattle like you 
Uh, my wife just called to get us an appointment to have four beeves processed. They're backed up over a year. And this is a crisis because if the back, this is at a small processor. If they back up any further, and this is already happening where you have the droughts, like you said, out there yep. in the West. Yep. If you back up any further, there's nothing you can do with these animals. And the crisis is going to be shortages like we saw in during COVID in the supermarket. But there is a solution. I have introduced a bill. We've got radical left Democrats. We've got far-right Republicans. We've got moderates on this bill in the House. It's called the Prime Act. It's a, um, we introduced it in the Senate as well. My colleague Rand Paul said, hey, I'll, I'll be the lead sponsor yeah. on your bill in the Senate. I said, no, there's a right. senator with a better name than you for this bill. His name is Angus King. And so Angus King yeah, I know. is the lead sponsor of the Prime Act in the Senate. And this, this bill is constitutionally redundant because all it says is as long as you're complying with state laws and you're not going across state lines, if you're a small processor, you can process meat for a customer who's in the same state as you, for a farmer that's in the same state as you. And this would, this would be a revival of um, – of being able to get reestablish that connective tissue between the farmer and the consumer. And it's, it would be far you, the, safer the, than what we got now. If you're living in a town that has a farmer's market, you need to support it. You need to support your local farmers. The answer to all of this is local, 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 and getting the government out of the way. By the way, you can support the Prime Act by, by you know, uh, emailing and calling your congressman and your um, senator. There is nothing more important. This is about the end of our food security. This is about not having control over what you eat and and how it is grown and processed and how much it costs. You will not have beef if the left has their way in a very short period of time and am i overstating that no you are not we are i mean the the system we've got now is cracking because it's so brittle and four four companies control 85 percent of it but phone calls are really the best way to reach and only make three phone calls because you everybody's got two senators and one representative don't call nancy pelosi i know you want to call her and ask her about her ice cream but call your own representative and your two senators tell them this is critically important to your family you should be able to decide what your family eats and you want to support local farmers. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. One, one more thing, uh, Thomas, are, are you familiar? By the way, we're talking to Congressman Th Thomas Massey. Are you familiar with the, um, uh, the woman that is now being put up as the head of BLM land? I am not, but it's it's a scary proposition <laughs> uh, what I've heard from you. Yeah. Yeah, you you need to look into this. This is this is a really dangerous person. She believes that cattle should not be able to graze on public land. That that's insane. Glenn, we had 40 to 60 million bison in North America before the settlers came here. That's the approximately yeah. the same size as the beef herd right now. So I, I say that we are bovine flatulence neutral. 
when somebody says, oh, <laughs> the cattle are bad for the environment. Well, so you're telling me the bison were bad for the environment? So uh, don't believe all this, you know, gobbledygook. And I think that would be horrible out there out west because basically a lot of those states are colonies of the federal government because the federal government owns 80 oh, percent of yeah. some of your states out there. In Kentucky, almost all the cattle are raised on private land, but it's a totally different situation. By the way, if you like oh, grass-fed cattle, yeah, if you like grass-fed yeah. cattle, this is the this is the most uh, this is the greenest way to raise cattle. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. Thank you very much, Thomas Massey, um, uh, for being on the program again. That's the Prime Act. Call your congressman and call your senators. I cannot express in in grave enough terms. We have a very short period of time to act on this. Uh, I also want to give you another outlet. It's usabeef.org. usabeef.org. Anyone that you know that has a friend that is a farmer, a rancher, anyone, if you like beef, if you want control of the uh the food that you eat if you want to make sure that the local farmer can continue to exist and i'm not understating this or, or overstating this please get involved usabeef.org watch my special from last night we're going to get into parts of it uh but it is so critical so critical that you watch this this is national security and the government will control what you eat, how you eat, where you get it from. We are in a very dangerous place right now. USBeef.org. Go there now. The Prime Act. Uh, and also contact your local governor to make sure that they are doing it. Con contact your governor and your state house to make sure the governors there are making moves to open up more processing plants local 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 back in a minute i have to tell you last night i'll, I'll tell you next hour um Stu, write write down personal note on what tanya and i talked about last night uh by the way uh donald trump jr is going to be on with us at the top of the hour are you ready for your house to have a new look Maybe not ready to sell one of your kidneys to do it? Well, have you thought about replacing your window treatments, your blinds, your shades, your shutters, drapes, whatever you have on the inside of your house? When you go with Blinds.com, you can get a high-end look without having to pay the high-end price on things like their outdoor shades, which can transform your backyard into a shady weekend oasis. Light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, they're offering up to 35% off everything, so you can upgrade any room, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online really easy with free shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com, save up to 35% off everything. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Blinds.com. Yes. I mean, I just can't believe what we've been talking about this hour. Um, this hour, we have told you about the president. You know, this argument's been around for a while that, you know, you're not going to win against the United States government if you if you uh, take up arms against it because you're going to need a tank and nuclear weapons and yada, yada, yada. 
Yeah, I got that. Um, but it takes on a whole different feel when the president of the United States is basically threatening the American people and saying, oh, you want to stand up against tyrants? Go ahead. Try it. You're not going to win. It's just a different tone. So now we're talking about uh, a massive infringement on the Second Amendment. And then the second half of this last hour, we talked about how the government is intentionally destroying our right to beef and food security. Gang, if you thought I was crazy back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, you thought I was crazy conspiracy theorist, it's all happening right now. And we have to be calm, organized, and intelligent. All right, let me tell you about Rectech. Here's an idea. Um, maybe make some of the food at home yourself. In some parts of the country, it is a hot, hot summer. Uh, that means spending more time together outdoors with the family. Not for me. No, no, no. I'm inside. Family can be outside if they want. It's too hot. And the last thing I want to do is hover over a grill. Well, you don't have to. Rectech has you covered. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes. And it does it to perfection because I don't have to count on my cooking abilities. Uh, it has a, a smart grill technology built into it. It actually monitors the progress of the food. It adjusts the heat under the hood as necessary. I mean, it is, it's really the best of the best. But I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to A-B compare. Go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech.com, and look it up for yourself. The best griller, smoker, baker out there is Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Welcome to the program. We have a ton to cover, including the what's happening to our farmland and our ranches. What's what the plan is for you and meat. Let me just summarize. You're not going to be having any meat and it's going to happen much faster than you think. And I'll explain coming up. We are being squeezed at every single possible corner. There isn't a there isn't a single place this government isn't trying to squeeze you through the economy, through the media, through regulations, through medicine and COVID. Now they're teaming up for something extra special uh, to be able to monitor anybody they feel is an extremist. I think that would be you and me. Uh, they're going to be monitoring with a new partnership with high tech in Silicon Valley. Doesn't that sound great? China is the new model. We have Donald Trump Jr. on in 60 seconds to comment. The Glenn Beck Program. So here we are starting the morning out together. I'm feeling good today. 
I'm feeling a lot better than I used to because of uh, relief factor. Relief factor is something that I didn't think would work for me because I was in extraordinary pain for a long time. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd just say, I can't do this another day. I can't live with this pain another day. And I tried everything. Last thing I thought would work would be something natural that reduces inflammation. Thank you, Dr. Ibuprofen 800. Got it. The relief factor works for me, and I don't know why it does. I don't know how it does, but it reduces the inflammation, and it significantly has reduced my pain. It's not a drug. It's all natural, yada, yada, but doctors you know, are the ones who invented this thing. If you want your life back, get out of pain. Try this. 70% of the people who try it, it works. 30%, you know. See if you're in that 70% back. It's worth the 1995 to try it for three weeks. In three weeks, you'll know. If it's not working, stop taking it. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. Donald Trump Jr., the executive vice president of the Trump Organization, the author of Liberal Privilege, and he's a white guy. Wouldn't you know it? You can follow him on Twitter at Donald J. Trump Jr. or his website, DonJr.com. Hey, Don, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Glenn? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about your dad and what the plans are. He is um, hinting more and more that uh, he's, uh, he's going to be very involved, uh, to put it mildly, in the 2022 and 2024 campaign. Um, but first, let, let's just talk about some of the things uh, that are going on. The policies of this administration are are clo- the walls are closing in on the average American. It's hurting them financially. We are we're seeing massive inflation headed our way. Um, you know, the, the beef prices are out of control. The government, you know, the president gave a speech yesterday about the new apparently aft not atf um the new a aft uh that is that there's going to have new regulations to uh curtail the weapons that we can that we can actually buy and own your thoughts on what's happening I, i think it's terrible and yet it was all so predictable i mean liberal privilege i literally wrote it about exactly what would happen yet the media in their uh role as the marketing arm of the democrat party spent you know an entire 18 months pretending that joe biden was going to be a moderate he was going to be reasonable he wasn't going to destroy your job he wasn't going to destroy your economy he wasn't going to raise energy prices by cutting off our own energy independence which is also national security not just economic uh, it was all there and they told you it wouldn't happen he was going to be moderate but the reality he's a radical and if it's not him being a radical whoever's controlling him because i think if you've watched him give a speech you realize that he's not in full command of his facilities So whoever is in charge is the person that is a radical. And you see that every day. Now they're going to infringe on your Second Amendment. Last month, it was energy independence. Two weeks ago, it was kowtowing to Russia and Putin and giving them pipelines where you can't have them. You can't have the energy independence again. You can't have those American hardworking, well-earned, good-paying jobs. Uh, It's as though he's working for China and Russia. And this is what's going on. If Donald Trump had this sort of policy towards our enemies, the media would be outraged, but they're sitting there saying, oh, oh no, yeah. this is wonderful. You have a crisis at the border. The list goes on and on. The buyer's remorse. And again, this is 
coming from Americans who are still influenced heavily by a mainstream media that's so biased and is not telling you an objective truth to what's going on, they're starting to wake up and realize, oh, my God, this is what we got. The buyer's remorse is kicking in. And again, that's with everyone telling you that he's such a wonderful guy. He's totally in charge. When you have American newspapers saying, no, 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 Putin says Biden looked really sharp. He was really with it. Like, imagine the commentary that would have come from that if Putin said that about Trump. I mean, it's so condescending. Of course, Putin wants to negotiate with Biden. Biden's not there. Putin's eating our lunch and laughing about it. And the media is saying, no, this is a great, this is good for relations with Russia. It's, it's disgusting. It's despicable. I'm really, it needs to stop, but it won't. I'm really concerned. We had the right policy towards China. Look, you know, we can be friends to with anybody, um, but we shouldn't be doing deep business with people who are enslaving their own people, um, setting up a, a, a gulag system unlike the world has ever seen um, and and is stated that they are going to rule the world, you know, in the next 20 years. Uh, if it takes them that long, uh, and that they are stated enemies of the United States. We're now deeply in bed. They seem to be calling all of the shots. And I I think Americans, I don't know what polls say, but I got to believe that most Americans were more in favor of your father's approach, which was hold them accountable and call them for what they are. A hundred percent. And again, you you see that. I mean, you have our scientists because I'm being told and for 18 months we've all been told you must trust the science. And yet the scientists themselves last week said, well, you know, of course, the Wuhan lab theory was always plausible. We just didn't want to be on the same side as Trump. You have Fauci seemingly disobeying a, a direct order to stop sort of some of the funding of the laboratories and the experiments going over there. At what point in time, Glenn, was the Wuhan lab theory not the most plausible? We are to believe that the lab that studies Always. these exact viruses would not possibly, could not possibly have a leak. And if you did, you were a conspiracy theorist. You were thrown off of platforms. You were, you were cut out of the scientific community. But we're to believe that three feet out of the doors of that laboratory, someone ate a bat and got everyone in the world sick. I mean, are we idiots? Are we that stupid? And honestly, the next time they tell us to trust the science, could you blame anyone for being like, yeah, hard pass? I'm just I'm not going to trust the science because I don't remember learning science where scientific research is done in a way that is entirely influenced by a narrative of the media because people are worried. We science was supposed to be about fact. It was supposed to be about results, not about a media narrative, not about a liberal narrative and not about stupidity, which it seems our scientific community uh, was basing all of these things on. They're either getting paid off by China. The same thing goes true for vaccinating our children. I mean, Schools, the teachers unions, we can't do anything. The World Health Organization, which who I also don't trust, but even they're saying, yeah, you probably don't need to vaccinate your kids. It's unnecessary. And yet the teachers unions are requiring it. What, what is the end game for all of this? I don't understand it. It makes no sense. If you play the statistics and look at it, people under 21, what is it? 99.997% survival rate. Now, that 0.003% of people who did die, while terrible, I imagine there's probably some comorbidities in there. Or, like so many of the statistics, they were hit by a bus and happened to have COVID. They may not have died from COVID, they died from the bus, but it was definitely a COVID death because that helped fuel the same narrative. What's going on in our country right now is absolutely ridiculous, Glenn, and someone's got to put a stop to it. 
Um, well, yesterday, the president uh, threatened. I mean, they uh, Don, you know, this better probably than anybody else besides your father. What you just said will be construed by the media and by now this administration as a threat. Somebody's got to put a stop to it. Um, yesterday, we oh, had yeah, the first conviction in the in the January 6th uh, worst attack on our on our republic ever. Uh, and the 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 person that they sentenced was a grandmother. She um, was was uh, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor of parading in the Capitol. And she got, I think, six months of community service and a five hundred dollar fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. First of all, the narrative around it is insane. They're going to do that. I didn't see, you know, the FBI is posting a picture of someone who was taking a selfie. You know, you know I don't see the FBI doing anything about you know 12 months of looting, rioting arson, murder, taking over buildings, because I guess it was woke, just like our military has gone full woke now. So they're, they're more concerned about your pronouns uh, than they are about maybe China's nuclear arsenal. That's what's going on. These people are entrenched in there. They could only care less about one side. If you were within 2,000 miles of the Capitol on January 6th and happened to be a conservative, you know, there's a chance they're investigating you. If you burn down a building or you took over a courthouse in Portland or Seattle, no problem. You get a slap on the wrist. Look at New York. You know, people who were literally caught red-handed, you know, breaking into building, arson, vandalism, rioting, looting, they're just dropping the charges. No problem. Again, what's going on is sick. When Joe Biden goes and says, hey, you're going to need nuclear weapons to try to take over the government. I mean, I look at that as a threat to the American public when he says something like that. If too. a conservative said something too. in in a opposite situation, they would be branded you know, as heretics, they would be seditionists for saying something like mm-hmm. that. Joe Biden can say it. No problem. He's 100 percent right. The double standard in the hypocrisy has gone awry. It's absolutely ridiculous. And again, it's just such a shame. And this is why, again, I still believe you need Donald Trump, because I imagine this is where you're going, because I don't know of enough Republicans who have the guts to say it to have the guts to take the slings and arrows that the media will say. It's totally nonsense, right? Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, what they say about all of those who are willing to fight is totally ridiculous. Trump's just the one that's not going to stand down because they do it. He's the one that's not just going to roll over because they say, oh, mean things about him based on total factual nonsense. Um, So, you know, that's why Donald Trump is so important. I hope that he has woken up the other conservatives. I hope he has woken up those in the Republican Party to exactly what's going on. Unfortunately, after 50 years of just rolling over to the left and kowtowing to him, it's sort of ingrained I don't think so. in so many conservative leaders that we need to make sure that changes. I don't think there are conservative leaders anymore. I, re- I, I mean, name them in Washington. Name them. Yeah, you you make a solid point, which backs up the point I was just yeah. sort of making. You know, I, I think you're starting right. to see it. But, you know, those people who are starting to do it and doing a decent job, you know, they get shut down on social media. They Don't forget, Glenn, we're not, it's not like we're in a fair fight. We're up against multi-trillion dollar industries. You have big tech doing whatever they can. I, can, I had, you know, 30-something million individual impressions on Instagram last week, and I lost followers. Like, you know... It, 250,000 likes a post. It's like, you know, you get a couple one day and then they'll take it away over the next few days. I mean, what's going on? You you don't have to be a genius to see it. You could be a a very average, bad content leftist 
and you grow like wildfire because they believe in what you're saying, even if you're not, you know, not someone who's going to create viral content or even decent content. But because you're agreeing with them, there's never censorship. They're not deplatformed. They're not demonetized. They're not thrown off. It only goes one way. When you're up against the giant of big tech, uh, when you can't search uh, information and expect to get a fair and balanced sort of answer in, in, a, in search terms, uh, when you have the social media companies where so many people are communicating and getting information, but they're cutting off the reach of those on our side, when you have a mainstream media that's just, you know, just gone full commie, uh, you know, we're not in a fair fight, man. We're up against an incredible uh, adversarial force in terms of getting just even fairness out there. Uh, and again, that will be interpreted as though it's violence, because words these days are violence. At least words in one direction are violence, Glenn, not in both directions, just one way. But when you're up against that, you need someone who can truly fight, because it's not a fair fight in the slightest. Um, Don, can, do you have an extra five minutes? I want to be respectful of your time. Do you, can you hold sure. for a one-minute commercial? Okay, hold on just a second. Let me give... Uh, a one-minute break, then right back with Don uh, Donald Trump Jr. Stand by. First, let me tell you about Built.com. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the Built Bar is a great, great snack. If you need something sweet in the day, uh, you can have a Built Bar. And a Built Bar is, well, it's, a, it's a health bar. It's a protein bar. But that doesn't say, that says everything that makes me not want to eat it. Um, I called this company and said, hey, I don't know if you even know who I am, but I would love for you to advertise on our program because I didn't want to eat this thing because my wife kept saying, it's a protein bar. It's healthy for you. I don't want to eat that. And when she was gone one day and there was nothing sweet in the house except for that, I tried it. And it was delicious. In fact, I tried several which probably isn't the healthiest thing to do, but it is, it's full of everything that you need. It's low in calorie. Uh, if you're on a keto diet, it is keto friendly. It's made with a hundred percent real chocolate. It is really good. It's a built bar. I want you to go to built.com, built.com. Use the promo code Beck 15 to get 10% off your next order. That's built.com, promo code Beck 15. 10 seconds station ID and then back with Don Jr. So I was um, I'm really disappointed in people now that are really on the same side. We just might have a difference of opinion on, you know, how we're approaching things. Um, but we, we've all got to come together. Can I ask you, what is your dad's relationship with uh, with uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, who seems to be uh, lining himself up for a 2024 run? Uh, listen, I think the relationship is great. I think, you know, uh, when, when DeSantis was down, we, myself, my father, I mean, we came down and we did a lot to help make sure to get that win. And you see, you know, those things are very important because you see what instilling, you know, conservative governors has done. Look at the difference in the performance between the red states and the blue states during the pandemic. Look at the difference in the recovery. Look at the flight that you have from places like, hey, I moved to Florida out of New York. I was like, right, so I'm going to pay an insane amount of taxes to have cops that aren't allowed to do their jobs, to have yeah. crime going through the roof, to have you know, everyone that made you know, so much of this thing just fleeing in droves. What do you think is going to happen? Their solution is not fix the problems 
that they created. The solution is to tax people even further, creating more flight to places like Florida, Texas, you know, and places that are reasonable. So, uh, you know, those relationships are good, and that's why it's so critical and why my father fought so hard for these governorships, because it's not just about the president. It's not just about right. your congressman or your senator. I mean, we got to take this thing, and it's not just about governors, Glenn. we got to take this down to local. Look at what's going on in some of these school boards and these local town councils Crazy. You know, where they've been taken over by the woke morons. They want your kids learning critical race theory because while it's total nonsense, they get to feel good about it. It does nothing other than probably create more animosity, create uh, division, all of the things that we're trying to avoid. But, you know, we need people who are willing to get involved. We, if we band together and do this, you know, they can't cancel all of us. When you have one guy out there taking all the arrows, and Trump still seems to be a guy taking all the hits because, you know, they're, they're most afraid of Trump, so they'll do whatever they can to diminish him, and, uh, you know, they'll build up those around him until those people become leaders, and then they'll take them out too. That's the game. We've watched this happen over and over. If they're not aware of that, if we haven't figured that out yet, we're either morons or, you know, we, we need to do a lot better job paying attention. So, you know, that's what's going on. But those relationships have been great. And like I said, you know, my, my father went to bed for Ron DeSantis when, you know, again, that was a very close race. And then Donald Trump got involved, really changed the dynamic. I know I spent days with the governor, uh, you know, doing just that. We're personally friendly. He was very you know, good with us when he was a congressman. So that relationship is great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that because we we need all of us standing together. Uh, you know, as Franklin said, or we all, we all need to hang together or we'll hang separately. Donald Trump Jr., please say hello to your father for us. Um, uh, there's a ton of Americans, and I know I say this every time, but I, I just want to make sure that he, he knows millions of Americans are behind him, think about him all the day. And quite frankly, as I, as I, uh, uh, I think I told you the other day, traveling the country and having to fill up my gas tank, I think your father needs to run spots on those little the gas tank uh, or gas uh, uh, gas station uh, TVs because I can't uh, yeah. believe how much we're paying for gas. It's, it's obscene. No, Glenn, it's Thank insane. you so much, Doug. I, I see it every day. I'm the it son is. of a billionaire, and I, when I fill up my tank or when I go to the supermarket to grab some groceries and I see the difference, it's like if I'm noticing it, guess what? Everyone in America is noticing it, and they have to, and That's we right. can't just accept it. The policies that Joe Biden is pushing are creating this. Trump's policies are what allowed us to thrive. You know, you may not like the tweeting. It may be a little mean. I would venture to guess that most of it was pretty much spot on, even if it was mean. Sometimes you need a disciplinarian parent, right? That's what happens. Uh, but we can bring that back. It's very simple. We just can't sit there and be inactive. Thank you very much, Donald Trump Jr., uh, the author of the book Liberal Privilege, and you can follow him at donjr.com and uh, also at Donald J. Trump Jr. All right. When we come back, I want to go over uh, a little bit of what we addressed in the TV show last night. This is vital, vital that you understand exactly what is coming. And if I would have said this myself, I, of course, would have been called a conspiracy theorist. So I am not going to tell you the things myself. I'm going to let the craziest things be said by them. I'll give you the I'll give you the audio next. This is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You've worked hard for what you have where you are today. You're still working hard. 
you definitely understand the value of a dollar. And if you're like me, you don't want to spend more on something than you absolutely need to, especially when you're giving money to the bank. So listen, if you can lower your interest rate on your mortgage or any debt, credit card, anything that you have, you need to do it now. I can't stress uh, more urgently than I am right now. Please, please, if you're looking for a loan, call American Financing and get it done now. It's going to be harder to get a loan in the coming months. Uh, it is for several reasons. And when, they, when the interest rates start going up, and believe me, they will on credit cards, you're gonna, they'll bleed you dry. Please call American Financing today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. All right, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you have tuned in today. Last night, I did a, uh, a special on what I call the meat mafia. What is really going on? And you see it with the price of meat at your supermarket, and they say it's because of the pandemic. I am telling you, it is not. It is all about the Great Reset, and I'm going to make a case here for you. But to get the full case, watch last night's show on the Blaze TV. Uh, just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. I think it's up on YouTube. I'm not sure. Uh, but please... If you care about anything that I'm going to say, you've got to spread this word. You've got to take this video and share it with as many people as you possibly can. Um, I'm not even going to get into the home prices because th this is connected, and I connected it last night to what's happening to our farms, our farmland, and our ranches. Um, right now, the the every expert will tell you we are in a house price bubble. The housing bubble is way bigger, way bigger than it was um, in 2008. So if we know this, and we know that these are all-time high prices, why would the very, very wealthy investors go in and buy at the top of the market, which is happening with one of the largest, in fact, the largest money manager in the world, BlackRock? who has a suspiciously high amount of its employees now all throughout the Biden administration. These are the guys who are leading the way with the Paris Climate Accords and the ESG banking stuff and all of this. They are leading the way. Well, they just they're buying up whole neighborhoods and paying up to 50 percent more than the asking price. Why are they doing that? That doesn't sound like a smart investment. You buy low, not high. Well, I explain, I think, why they are doing this in last night's broadcast. But I just want to s focus here on one thing, and that is what's happening to the price of meat and what's really going on. And you won't get this anywhere else. And I'm telling you, it's right. Let's start at the beginning. Michelle Obama on the campaign trail, 2008. She says this. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. 
Then Barack Obama, this is what's happening right now. Barack Obama says at the at the end of his campaign in 08, he says, we're going to fundamentally transform. Within five days, fundamental transformation. Well, it we thought it was uh, happening and we worried that it might continue after him. However, what we didn't realize is that Joe Biden is nothing more than a shadow puppet of Barack Obama. Here he is two weeks ago saying this himself. What we're seeing now as Joe Biden and the administration are essentially finishing the job. And I think it'll be an interesting test. Okay, so listen to what he's saying. There's 90%. He said 90% of the people in his administration were in my administration. And so he is finishing the job. That's really important to understand especially when it comes to meat. Now, listen to this. There are only four real companies that process our beef. There are all the small guys have been purchased and and shoved out of business. Uh, And the four left, I call them the meat mafia. And they say the price of beef is rising due to the pandemic. Well, is that true? If so, you would see the divergence in prices. It should have begun last year. Let me show you a chart here um, that that shows that, oh, wait, it didn't happen. It didn't happen in the last year. This is over a 10-year period. It didn't begin in 2020. This has been going on since the end of 2014 and the beginning of 2015. Now, here's why this is important. You see the price of beef going through the roof and the price of cattle going down. This has never happened before in history. Why is it happening now? And why did it start around 2015? Well, they have all kinds of excuses, but let me tell you the truth. In 2015, 2014, this is when Obama was in overdrive, calling climate change a weapon of mass destruction. John Kerry was all over the globe. He It all culminated with him and the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. Now, you might think that that's about global warming, but it's not. This is why they went crazy. That thing does nothing, we thought. But as I showed you... In March, the Paris Agreement included a lot of things all of us completely missed. That is so critical to understanding what's happening in America. Article 2.1C of the Paris Climate Accord says this. The Paris Agreement mandates country parties to make financial flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate resilient development. This was all about the banking system. This pushed both the World Bank and the UN to create a framework for banks and financial institutions to begin to pressure corporations to go woke and to pursue green alternatives. Now, is it a coincidence that all of this was going on while a historic divergence in cattle and beef prices began? Never happened in history before, and now it is. Okay. How can I make this charge? Well, all you have to do is go to the websites of the, of the big four meat processors. 
Tyson has added an environment, social and governance or ESG section to their financials. Cargill has done the same thing. Likewise, JBS and National Beef. Those are the four country uh, companies, and they're all talking about environmental responsibility. When you hear real environmentalists talk, what do they say the number one leading cause of global warming is? And if you don't address this, nothing else matters. Cow farts. They're saying the methane produced by cattle. You and I both know this. The farming industry, they say, is responsible for global warming. If we can't get the cattle farmers under control, then we don't make a dent. Okay. I want you to understand, the, none of this actually has anything to do with the environment. It has everything to do with money and control. But they're using global warming as the way, the vehicle, to get control and money. So these four companies all of a sudden become very ESG-centered, environmentally-centered. Well, how do you do that and, and process beef? Well, as it turns out, uh, three, well, let me start here. Two out of the four companies, the meat mafia, one is owned by Brazil. The other is a wholly owned subsidiary of China. All four of these uh, are, are processing about 90% of our, our meat. Three of the big four have gone all in on lab-cultured fake meat. Lab-growing uh, meat is pulling in millions of dollars of investment now. About one year after cattle prices began going down and beef prices started going up, Tyson Foods announced a massive campaign, $150 million, to fund meatless food alternatives. Tyson did this, as in one of the big four meat processors. But this is something now they're all doing. Cargill announced last year they were stepping up their investment in fake meat. They poured money into labs like Memphis Meats, uh, Elf Farms, also $75 million to Purus. JBS, the world's largest meat supplier, has also announced their intention of expanding their role in lab-cultured meat. JBS CB, uh, CEO told Bloomberg, and I quote, this is the CEO of the meat processing plant. Quote, meat from animals will be a pricey luxury in the future, and people will have to turn to vegetable-derived alternatives, which will be cheaper. Why will it be cheaper? It's not the price of the cattle. The price of beef is going up because of JBS and the four big meat processors. They're clearly on board with fake meat. By the way, they're one of many woke corporations that are pledging to go net zero by 2040. How can you go net zero if you are are part of the processing of the animal that is the biggest problem with global global warming? Answer, you can't. Well, they just invested, JBS did, a billion dollars into the green agenda. One billion dollars. Now, something tells me that ranchers aren't going to see a dime of that money. 
These companies know exactly what they're doing. They're lining up now for the mother of all paychecks, while the government pushes incentives for companies to fall in line with the Great Reset. The corporations are gearing up now to corner the market. Why else would Bill Gates be buying up all the farmland when he says things like this? I do think all rich countries, that would be us, should move to 100%, synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference, and the claim is they're going to make it even taste better over time. Eventually, that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand. Hmm. So wait, what what does that mean? Well, let me play a bioethicist who likes to eat meat. Let me give you um, in a conversation among uh, bioethicists who are trying to figure out what do we do about meat? I want you to listen to what he said. Listen carefully. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it. I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these, intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. I'm, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu- human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can sort of describe the mechanism. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can kind of possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. Human engineering now to stop us from eating beef. By the way, one last thing you should know about the Biden BLM nominee. That's not Black Lives Matter. That is the Bureau of Land Management. This is where most of our beef grazes. You want grass fed beef? It's it's fed on government land, BLM land. Um, It's been that way forever. Ranchers cannot survive without BLM land. So what? Why am I bringing this up? Because the new nominee that Biden has picked to run the BLM uh, believes that we should have one or two children only uh, because it's it's killing the earth. So she's anti children. One to two children only. But here's the more important thing. She says uh, real food, meaning beef, kills our public land. She said public lands all over the West should look as healthy as the land uh, shown in this picture on the right. But more often, our public lands look like the land on the left because cows have pummeled it. So the woman who is going to be in charge of the grazing of our cattle and the future of farming and the future of of ranchers is against cattle grazing on the land she's going to be in charge of. They are putting meat off the table. 
I'm telling you now, if you don't get involved locally, if you don't call your governor, if you don't call your state rep, if you don't start going to a farmer's market, if you don't support local processing, you're never going to have meat again. And I guarantee you that it will become a very pricey commodity. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to usabeef.org. They will put you directly in contact with local beef producers. You deal directly with local ranchers, local businesses, local banks, local farmers. That's the way to attack this right now. Also, alert your governor and your uh, state representatives. It Go to first thing, usabeef.org. Do it now. All right. First, uh, let me tell you about Rec. Uh, Rectech, if you are looking to grill some of that great beef, I know how expensive it is. Uh, you need to you need to have a great grill or a great smoker, and the one that covers this is Rectech, the best, the best. Um, whatever you're cooking, whatever you're grilling, whatever you're smoking, or even baking, you'll never find a better uh, a better device than Rectech. I want you to go to Rectech, R E C T E Q. And look at their their uh, their grills and their smokers. AB compare them. Rectech.com. Rectech with a Q. Dot com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck program. I stand with the Constitution. I stand with the Bill of Rights. I stand with our farmers. I stand with our ranchers. I stand with the law-abiding citizens that own guns. That is not an extremist. That's an American. More in a second. Um, All right, (laughs) let me tell you about Built Bar. The age of awful tasting protein bars is over. The age Mm -hmm. of... You remember we used to be on Atkins, uh, which I think is what turns stew against meat, really. (laughs) Uh, Just too much meat. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, those Atkins bars were horrible. Well, if you're on keto diet, what are you eating? Yeah, it's sawdust and chemical. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a it's like a a lumberyard met Dow chemical. Yeah. That's what it used to taste like. <laughs> now you can get something that actually tastes like mint brownie and peanut butter brownie and raspberry and coconut almond and double chocolate and salted caramel. It is so good. They're called Built Bars, and you can get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. They're not just great tasting, but they're healthy, full of protein. Uh, it's, in fact, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. You can't beat it. It's great. It's Built.com. Order the, uh, while using the promo code BEC15, you're going to save 10% on your first order. It's BEC15 for 10% off at Built.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have tuned in today 
and you've tuned in at exactly the right time. We have covered some really, really important things. If you missed any of the show, go back on the Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and uh, download today's podcast. It is really full of important information. And this hour is important on critical race theory. We're going to get into what happened, what's happening in Loudoun County uh, with a guy who was actually at the meeting where they they asked everybody, you know, to make a public comment. And as soon as they started hearing the comments, uh, they said, this, this, this has got to stop. This is an unlawful uh, mob here. And people were arrested. We're going to talk to somebody who was actually there. Uh, but I also... I also heard something from the uh, the chief of the Joint Chiefs, uh, and um, I, I've I've never heard anything uh, like it. Uh, it is well, I've got a few questions for our Joint Chiefs, uh, and I'm going to share that and what he said yesterday about critical race theory in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Imagine if you have a piece of paper that reads, good for one car, and you can take that paper to a car lot and drive away with a new car, and you don't need a car right now, so you just save the paper for a rainy day. Then one day you wake up and the paper reads, good for four tires, and you realize you should have gotten the car while the paper was still worth the whole car. Now it's only worth four tires. It's not even really an analogy. It's an example. I mean, this is actually what happened with Volkswagen uh, in the 1930s. Uh, they never got their car until the 60s when they dragged Volkswagen through court. Anyway, the U.S. dollar is in critical danger right now. And you could exchange that good for one car. Soon, what's written on that note will be good for four tires. What used to buy a car will buy four tires. That's inflation and hyperinflation. Goldline is offering an incentive right now uh, to uh, get started with a self-directed IRA transaction. You could be eligible to receive 6% in free metals with qualifying self-directed IRA purchases this week. You can use funds from a qualified TSP, a 401k, an IRA, or other retirement accounts. They're waiting to hear from you now. Please take action and find out if this is right for you and your family. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, CRT and what's happening in our schools, no matter what the left is now saying. They're saying this is not even being taught in schools, not even being taught in schools. Really? Really? Oh, I have my answer to that on tomorrow's broadcast. But today I have to comment on the testimony of uh, our Joint Chiefs. Testimony on CRT. Question whether critical race theory is now being taught to our military. Listen to this smug, arrogant. I almost used a word I'm not allowed to use on public uh, airwaves. Uh, I, I warn you, duct tape alert. Wrap your head in duct tape. I have not been able to get through this whole clip. 
Um, I, every time I try to listen to it, I'm like, I, I can't take it anymore. Your head will explode. I'm going to try to make it all the way through. Here it is. First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of okay, us in stop, uniform. Stop, 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 stop. We have to be more educated on what this theory even is. All of us, me included. But I think it's very important. Wait, you don't know what it is. You're not, you just said you're not educated enough to even know what it is. But then you follow it up with, but I think it's important in our schools. He continues to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important oh that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to oh understand my. white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand white, it. White and I personally find it offensive that we are accusing mm. the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and a Oh my gosh, I can't take it. it. Stop. General Milley, I cannot make it through your entire testimony. I can't. You are such a gas bag that is, is trying to sound like I'm all for education. Well, then maybe you should get an education. First of all, it's not three quarters. It's three fifths. And it was done to protect the slave, to stop slavery. You are a moron and a self-imposed ignoramus if you still believe that lie. Do some damn homework before you start telling me about a Harvard theory. It was just some Harvard theory. It's not a Harvard theory. Yes, that's how it started. That's not what it is. And you can find that out just by reading the book they wrote. Oh, my gosh. It is a Marxist philosophy. Well, I, we're a university. We should be open to all thought. Great. Are you reading, are you reading, uh, are you reading, reading Adolf Hitler? Are you reading Mao's Little Red Book? No, you're not. Why? Because you know it's poison. You know what it is. And you would certainly not say, this is a very important book, uh, Mao's Little Red Book. Well, actually, uh, General Milley, you might be. You might someday come out and say, you know, I really think we should start teaching uh, Mao's Little Red Book. There, It's just interesting. You know, it just started out as an idea. And uh, I think we should be open to all ideas. No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. There's a difference between personal exploration and I don't want any book or any theory banned. But you don't endorse it. Now, if you are studying something like, you know, I think it's a very interesting theory, this theory of the Islamists 
that uh, constitutional law doesn't really exist because God's the only one with any power. And so uh, we have to just be ruled by the Koran. I think it's really interesting. We should we should really openly talk about this and and discover whether or not that's true. Well, that's great for a philosophy class, but not for our military. Our military should know our enemy, know the people who are trying to destroy us. All enemies, foreign and domestic. And you are implanting the enemy of this country, of our Constitution. You are violating your oath, General Milley. You are violating your oath. By the way, white rage. I'm very interested in white rage. I don't even know what white white rage is, except what I'm feeling right now, and I happen to be white. What is white rage? White rage. Well, he wants to know, you know, what 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 causes it? Where does it come from? White rage is Barack Obama and his Marxist friends' way of saying anyone who disagrees with his Marxist ideas is afraid that they're losing their white privilege. I want everyone to have the same approach and the same privileges that I have. I, I want to see everyone as exactly the same, not in their abilities and not in their outcome. But they should have the right to pursue their own dreams, work the way they want to work, build the business that they want to build, educate themselves. See, this is the problem. The the schools we have right now, they're promising us a good education, but they're not. They're indoctrinating. These are no longer public schools. Stop calling them public schools. These are now government schools. Exactly the same kind of schools that they have in China and everywhere else. They are not teaching our children the things they need to survive. They are teaching our children to hate based on a color, white rage. Is there any evidence, uh, 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 General, on white rage being a danger to anyone right now? Is there anything? And let me ask you this. How is it legal for the nation to go to war with a single race of people who are citizens. How is that? How's that constitutional? Because that's exactly what's going on. I don't care if they are full of rage or not. They're citizens. They're people and they have rights. They can be pissed at you all they want to be. They can be pissed off at the government. If being pissed off as a white person is a crime, well, then it's time to round up the MSNBC and uh, CNN audiences and all those that support a- Antifa. It- it's uh, high time that you start rounding up all the leaders of BLM that are white, most of which are. Hmm. But we're not talking about those. We're not talking about those who are enraged, enraged, because some people say, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. They're enraged. That's not white rage. White rage is saying, I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. This is a political ideology. What they're teaching is a political ideology. And 
We don't ban political ideologies. We do as a society say, this is unhealthy. This is really bad. This is pitting people against each other. It is making enemies and drawing the lines clearly around race. That is un-American, and it is against the Constitution of the United States of America, which you, sir, are supposed to protect and defend. But this is a, this is a battle against white supremacy. See that that one we are fighting. We're not we're not fighting the the uh all white people are bad and are the problem. We're not fighting uh that ideology. We're fighting the ideology that says, "Wait a minute, hang on. Um no, I don't think that's right." And even if you say, even if you are Richard Spencer, who I despise, I despise who, by the way, is also a Marxist, not a constitutionalist. How can the president spend money and use resources to target a political ideology in the United States legally? What if the next president decides to come in and say, you know, it's all black people that are the problem, and we got to fight that black rage. we got to fight that black rage. Are you going to be in support for that? How about if he comes in and says, you know what? Because this is Biden has already alluded to this, if not stated it directly. The Republicans are the problem. The Republicans are the ones that are are whipping people into a frenzy and this white rage and they're white supremacists and always have been. How about we get a president who says, you know, the Democrats are the real problem. And we got to root them all out. We got to get them out of our schools. We got to get them out of our military. We got to get them out of Congress. We got to get them out. All Democrats are bad. For as much as I would enjoy as a spectator seeing that happen just because oh, of what you're doing to people right now, I would stand up against it. I would stand up against it because it wouldn't be right. You don't categorize a group of people by color, by political ideology. How about if we, how about if the president said, we're going to set up, uh, we're going to root them out of our military. We're going to set up a hotline to report them for investigation. We're going to make sure all of our children are indoctrinated against Democrats and their evil hatred. We're, we're going to make sure. In fact, we got a hotline. I want you to turn in family members that you think might be on the road of, uh, of white hatred and, and white anger. Oh, my gosh. It's asinine. It's asinine that someone can burn the United States flag in the streets, and we are all supposed to cherish that freedom. But if you burn a rainbow flag, you'll be on the FBI watch list and the no-fly list in no time. It's asinine. And it's not about hypocrisy because they're not being hypocritical. Oh, you can't burn the American flag. You can't burn the rainbow flag, but you can burn the American flag. No, they've meant it from the beginning. America is a disease. And all those that believe in America, celebrate the 4th of July, fly the flag, they're part of the problem.
that's my use of the First Amendment today. And I think that's a, probably a better use of the First Amendment, but you can be, you can be foolish, reckless. You can either be ignorant or a liar like General Mark Milley and say the things that he said yesterday. And I support his right to say it. He has a right to say it just as much as I have a right to say you are failing your oath to protect and defend the Constitution. Uh, but next hour, I'll tell you what I really feel inside. Oh, shoot. This is the last hour. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get into uh, CRT and this stupid argument that it's really nothing but a Harvard. It's not even being taught. Really? First, let me tell you about Timeshare Termination Team. If you have found yourself caught in the clutches of an unforgiving timeshare, you have my sympathy. Um, most of them are really bad decision. Uh, but I almost got caught up in one uh, myself because you're just you're on vacation. You're like, I, I do this every year. And then it's if you buy into it, it's not what they promised you. It's not good. How many times have you used it? Have you used it even at all? Or did you get what you were promised during covid and yet you're still paying for it? I want you to be able to get out safely, legally, ethically and permanently of your timeshare with timeshare termination team. I want you to look up, do your own homework on these people, timeshare-termination-team.com. It's an in-house legal team. They do all the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to. They have the legal uh, uh, expertise and the knowledge that you need. They're a veteran-owned company. They treat their customers with the same loyalty and values their owner believed in when he started the country, uh, the company. And by the way, that's the way they treat the timeshare companies, too, with values and principles. Timeshare Termination Team is offering a special for 20% off the cost of, uh, cost of their services for all military veterans and active duty personnel and their families. Make sure you mention Glenn Beck. Take advantage of the author at 20% off. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or you can go online at timeshareterminationteam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Tomorrow, CRT. Um, you know, can I uh, can I just spend a couple of minutes and talk about a story that I've had on my desk for a few days now? And uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've heard, Rihanna Simone Kelly has accused Vice President Kamala Harris of dragging her family's name in the media and giving away their family estate, quote, to white people uh, after their grandmother passed away. This was in 2003 when she was the Attorney General of California. Now, why would I bring up Rihanna Simone Kelly? Who is she? Well, she is the granddaughter uh, of Nina Simone. And the charge is by the granddaughter that Kamala Harris was so bad, she bullied her mother to almost killing herself. She bullied her mother so badly that her mother almost killed herself. All of the rights of Nina Simone's music, all gone now. The family doesn't have any of the rights because of Kamala Harris. I have to tell you, um, this is a real injustice. 
um, Nina Simone, first of all, should she was far superior to Ella Fitzgerald. She is the voice of the toy. She is the Frank Sinatra of the the female side, and her her story is phenomenal, just phenomenal. Uh, she's growing up. I think it was in the Carolinas. She wasn't allowed to go to music school, the conservatory, because it had to be all white. She overcame all kinds of problems, including men that just destroyed her as husbands. Um, she's a fascinating woman, unbelievably talented, and the family don't get any of the royalties anymore. Uh, they don't get it because, according to the granddaughter, uh, Kamala Harris, who, according to the granddaughter, said she took this away and gave it to a bunch of white people and bullied my mother so badly she almost committed suicide. This is the Glenn Beck Program. But uh, other than that, Ms. Vice President, how was the play? Uh, the job of a real estate agent is critical if you are selling or buying a house, especially right now. It's stressful. It's an emotional time for the homeowner. Um, you need the best person to step up to the plate, and, and they can literally be the difference between you getting exactly what you want out of the deal uh, or having to settle for something much, much less. That decision is going to stay with you for a long time because this is probably the biggest financial decision you'll make in your life. Years ago, I started Real Estate Agents I Trust because I was tired of dealing with the hassle that comes from having mediocre real estate agents. I figure you might be too. So I figured out, I went to the 500 best real estate agents in the country. I was working with them for a long time. Uh, I still work with many of them. Uh, this according to the Wall Street Journal. And I, I will tell you, I learned their best practices. And I thought we should have a company that vets based on those best practices so we can have a free service for you. Well, that's what it is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the one that will work the best with you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, this... Critical race theory is getting out of hand, and now because they are denying it. Uh, they're denying that it is playing any role in our schools at all, and it is going to get worse and worse. Um, now in Loudoun County, I think this is perhaps one of the worst examples in the country. If it's not, I oh boy, I'd hate to hear what is. Um they two days ago they had a public meeting, a hearing on transgendered bathrooms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But a lot of people showed up to talk, and the school board didn't seem to be uh, uh, happy about the comments from many of the people there. Um, and I I want to bring in somebody who was actually in this meeting. Uh, his name is Ian Pryor. He's the executive director for Fight for Schools, senior counsel of Unsilenced Majority. Uh, and he was there at the meeting two days ago. Ian, how are you? How you doing, Glenn? Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, I, I want to give you a, a recap of this as written by Fox News. So it should be friendly coming from Fox News. 
The first half dozen speakers were in support of policy proposal 840, which is what? Transgendered bathrooms and... Yeah, so transgender bathrooms, um, you know, re- requiring teachers and students to refer to other students by their chosen pronouns and then requiring um, schools to allow, you know, biological males to play in female sports. Hmm. Okay, but fireworks erupted when the seventh, who identified herself as a mother of a transgender Loudoun student, was booed after saying hate was dripping from the followers of Jesus in this room. She was swiping at Christian parents. Um and is that what happened? Yeah, that is what happened. And actually, Glenn, you know, I I led a team of of volunteers. You know, we're looking to recall this school board. So I led a team of volunteers out to Leesburg, Virginia, to get signatures for one of these school board members, actually, while the meeting was going on. So we were watching it on our phones um, as we were going door to door throughout the neighborhoods. And, and, you know, we knocked on one person's door. They opened it. They were signing the petition. And, and we were watching it literally at the time that this person was signing the petition to recall two of the school board members. It was, it was just an incredible, wow. incredible event, but I mean, just insane. And you could tell that that was done really to, to rile the crowd up um, and to get them angry because, you know, most parents, when they go there, they, they direct their, their comments to the school board. They don't direct their comments to other people in the audience and their religious beliefs. And that was just uncalled for and absurd. So they called a they called a five minute recess. Then the board uh, voted that if there's any more eruptions, that they're going to clear it and uh, this meeting will be over. But a ton of people uh, showed up. Now, the way this story is written and others are written is that they did everything they could to make sure that everyone was heard. But it was these people who are against critical race theory. They just caused chaos. Tell me what really happened. <laughs> yeah, so, so what, you know, this actually started about two weeks before at the last school board meeting where, you know, for the first time in really a year and a half, you had parents that were allowed in the, in the meeting room, although that, you know, usually they would have one person speaking at the podium, but everyone is allowed to sit in the audience. And somebody cheered for one of the speakers and they, they shut it down for five minutes. So we kind of knew that they were, they might be planning to shut it down when they started to hear things they didn't like. So... They really packed the the beginning of the speaker lineup with um, folks that were for the school board's policies, for the transgender policy. But they kind of ran out of gas around, you know, 17 or 18 speakers in. And that's when all the rest of the parents started speaking. So you had, you know, out of the next 30 or 40, it was probably an 85 to 15 ratio. And then we had a former state senator by the name of Dick Black that just gave a, a passionate speech and, you know, everybody applauded. And that's pretty much what happened. And they shut it down because of applause. And, you know, my contention is applauding is a form of expression and you are expressing support for the speaker. That's a First Amendment right. When you shut down that meeting because of that, you just violated the First Amendment rights of everybody in that room. Well, you, you clearly have. Um, now, the are, are they going to have more public hearings? Because one of the things is revolves around a teacher that said, look, I, 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 it, is, it is immoral and wrong to call a little boy a girl if that's what he wants to be called. I, I, I won't do it. And I think it's also wrong to have bathrooms where anybody can go into any bathroom. He said that's also wrong. And he was, uh, I don't think he was fired. He was suspended for saying that, right? That's right. You know, he went there on his own time as a resident of Loudoun County about, I think, a month ago. 
to speak his concerns, the, the public comment, they requested public comment on the policy. He gave public comment. He didn't say anything inappropriate. He was put on administrative leave. He took it to the circuit court in Leesburg. He won a resounding victory. And now the school board, the school system is appealing that victory. And, you know, it, could you pick a better case name for somebody um, trying to exercise their religious rights than Loudoun County Public Schools versus Cross? That is the case name of the Virginia hmm. Supreme Court case. So what happened to the, this county used to be pretty reliably red. Um, I mean, it was only like eight points in favor of the uh, Republicans, but that's quite a, a large spread. Then I think Loudoun County went, what, 25 points for Biden this time. How, yeah, how, how is this county so far off track so quickly? Well, I think what you're seeing is, is the growth of the bureaucracy in, in Washington. And so you have, you know, Fairfax, Arlington, Alexandria counties have traditionally been blue. But as these things have grown, as these um, these counties have grown, people have started to move out to Loudoun County where they could get more space. And Loudoun County was renowned for its public school system. I mean, that's that's why I came out here in 2018. But unfortunately, all these people coming in from Fairfax and Arlington brought their politics with them, as we see so often in this country. And that, I think, is what is what has resulted in the, the dramatic shift um, on the to the to the blue side. So the superintendent, um, Scott Ziegler, uh, has uh, said that this is uh, this is nothing more than a dog whistle politics, that all of this stuff about CRT is nonsense and people are being ginned up uh, by using dog whistles. Yeah, Uh, you know, we find that amusing, Uh, you know, somebody who and, and that's part of the problem is that they just will not admit that critical race theory informs their teacher trainings and their you know, instruction of students. In fact, we have an email from the last superintendent that says exactly what I just said. And this, this is a superintendent that left you know, a couple of months ago. So you know, what's changed and nothing's changed. They've had a, a consultant on, on board for three years called the Equity Collaborative out of California that's basically running their teacher trainings, that set up their whole quote equity program. And this equity collaborative, their entire module is based on oppression analysis and critical race theory. It's all over their documents. You know, within the school itself, we've seen dozens of documents, teacher trainings where they talk about, you know, being the oppressor or being the oppressed. You know, one document, which was particularly striking, even said, if you are a light skinned person of color, you are an oppressor vis-a-vis a dark-skinned person of color. That's how far down they are going to divide people, not just on race, but actually on shade of skin color. I mean, that's, you know, one drop of, one drop of Jewish blood makes you a Jew in, in, in Germany in the 1930s. I mean, it, it is, it's getting scary on what these people are teaching, and the media is covering for, for them. How do you respond to the media who says, uh, and, and in fact, our Joint Chiefs chairman yesterday in testimony in uh, Congress said, this is just an obscure uh, teaching that happened in Harvard, and it's not happening in our schools. How do you respond to those people who are carrying that water? <laughs> I would say, you know, documentation, 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 and, and we parents have done our homework. And, you know, it's easy for the, the legacy media to swoop in and say, 
you know, what is and isn't going on in our schools, but we're the ones that see what happens when, you know, we walk by our kids' Chromebooks and, and see what they're learning. We're the ones that talk to our kids who are students there. You know, the, the superintendent in one of his interviews said, you know, I talk to students and, and this is what they're telling me. It's like, well, you know what? We talk to students every day because there are kids and there are hundreds, thousands of parents now that are rallying to this cause to, to recall the school board and they are seeing the same exact thing. So the fact of the matter is that the, the school board, the superintendent are really just gaslighting the community here. They're attacking parents, saying that parents are spreading misinformation, when in fact it's the parents who have done the homework and the school system has absolutely no response whatsoever that's credible. So when when they come out to attack you, they say, well, you used to be you were somebody who was involved in politics and this is proof positive that <laughs> you can't you can't listen to him he's clearly nothing but a uh, republican operative How do you respond? yeah you know i love i love that attack line it's it's i i worked in for republican organizations and the justice department for you know six to eight years give or take i've been a, a parent for eight years and i'm going to be a parent for the rest of my life that is where my priority lies. Second of all, I wasn't planning on getting involved in this fight until you had a private Facebook group that had six school board members that planned a campaign to target parents with illegal activities, and I found myself on that list. So you can be sure that I'm not going to sit there and take it lightly. And, you know, really what, this hap- what happened was it was maybe six to eight of us um, parents that really were, just got on somebody's back porch and said, all right, this is enough. This school board has ignored and mocked parents that were trying to get schools reopened. Now they're taking part in these secret Facebook groups where parents are being attacked, doxxed, targeted. It's time for them to go. And, you know, sure, I, I utilize the skills that I've learned through working in politics and as a lawyer over the years. Um, that's to be expected. But this is truly, you know, I don't even know if we can call it a grassroots campaign. It's probably a back deck campaign because that's really where it started. Um, and how do you think it's going to end? Well, you know, I think that unfortunately this school board is not up for reelection until 2023. We've already seen a handful of lawsuits. I would expect there would be several more. Um, we're trying to recall six school board members. We've made amazing progress in six weeks. In, in fact, it's gone faster than, than I even planned for. Um, we're at close to 90% of required signatures for, for one of those school board Holy members. Cow. And ultimately, you know, once, once we get those signatures, then unlike in California, we have to take it to court and the court will decide if these, these school board members, uh, you know, abused their office, neglected their duty or incompetent in the performance of their office. So this is going to end up in court sooner or later um, on multiple levels, recall, you know, first amendment issues, all the things that are swirling out there. So, I'm just not sure how this board is going to be able to credibly function in a representative fashion for this community going forward. Uh, I can't thank you enough for for standing up locally in in your in your own community. This is the only chance we have of, of winning and making sure that our Constitution and our Bill of Rights apply to every single American is uh, do what you're doing and take it through the court be calm and collected uh use wisdom and knowledge uh and uh and let the system grind it out uh ian thank you so much thank you very much glenn uh i urge you 
I don't care where you live and how safe you think your school district is. It's not. I urge you to run for school board. I urge you to get involved. Um, run for dog catcher if you have to, but get involved in local politics. It's all hands on deck. All right. It's not, uh, it's not every day where somebody can revolutionize something and something that's been around forever, like a pillow. But that's exactly what Mike Lindell did with MyPillow and all of his products. Um, if you don't own a MyPillow or you know somebody who doesn't, now is the time to try one and buy. And I, I say try it before buy because you are going to buy it, but you'll have a 100 nights of sleep on it. And if it's not the best pillow, you can send it back and you get all your money back. So try it because that's really the that's where the the, the rubber hits the road is does it actually do what it says for a limited time mike is offering his premium my pillows the ones that started it all for the lowest price ever you can get a standard or a queen premium my pillow for 29.98 it's a 40 dollars savings kings are only five dollars more so i want you to go to mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials you'll find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dream bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets enter the promo code beck or call 800-966-3117 it's beck at 800-966-3117 Well, I hope you didn't miss the big Joe Biden speech yesterday about gun control and all the things he wants to do to make sure that you cannot purchase a firearm. Now, I say you because I'm assuming you're a law-abiding citizen, as almost everyone who buys a firearm legally is. Yet you are the target of all of this. You are the one who is supposed to bear all of the costs and penalties for all the things that people who are criminals are doing. And you can, look, you can, people always say, well, gun control, you can't get that through in this country. You can get it through in this country, absolutely. You can, you can absolutely take guns away from people in this country. You just need to start, step one, repealing the Second Amendment. After that, you're going to have to go state to state and get all those evil red states to do the same thing and go along with you. That's going to be tough. And at that point, you'll have the minor issue of 400 million guns still being in the hands of the citizens of this country. So when you find a way to get through all of that trouble, you can start talking about this craziness. But as of right now, there's no path for you, especially without even passing a law. The idea that you can get rid of guns through executive orders as Biden is trying to do is ridiculous and it will get overturned in court as it always does you can complain about the constitution all you want but in the constitution it gives you a very clear path to overturn things you don't like and you need to repeal an amendment to do that <laughs> 